Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with a purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with my man, Josh Howard. What's up, Josh? Hey, man. How's it going, Corey? Good, brother. Good to see you. So I met met Josh at... um, I met Josh at Revolt a few weeks ago, and we just had some really, really great conversations. We're both... We both work in the trades. Josh, well, Josh can tell you about him. Y'all already know about me. So, Josh, tell us a little bit about what you do and, and a little bit about Rhino and all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so, uh, again, Corey, thanks for having me on the show. And, you know, meeting you at the Revolt tree, Retreat was awesome. And, um, you know, just an unreal, unreal feeling. And some of the things that happened just definitely won't forget. So, again, thanks for having me on the show. But, yeah, so I'm a, a sales manager with Rhino Strategic Solutions. Uh, we've been in the home services digital marketing um, platform for about 15 years now. We specifically work with, um, again, home services. So very similar to yourself um, and working with very similar customers to Corey. So, um, you know, there we're just, you know, my specific target is working with roofing and solar contractors. And that's actually uh, primarily my background. Uh, went to college for engineering, did that first internship behind a cubicle. I uh, couldn't stop thinking about um, the sound of my ladder rack, you know, going down the highway and stuff like that. So um, was doing really good with remodeling sales, actually was a, a top sales producer for uh, Storm Ventures Group that won the Storm Conference the last couple of years. How much did you do? Uh, so uh, the last year I was in sales, I did $3.9 million. And um, oh, yeah, the year before it was about two and a half. So. Um, and on volume too. So like, of course was working some storms and stuff like that, but like average ticket was like 15 grand. And, you know, some of those other guys that are badasses on stage, they, you know, average ticket was like 150,000. And so it, it was different philosophies on getting there, but as uh, it was such an amazing learning experience. And then um, actually through that same event um, down in Dallas, that's where I met Chris, the owner of Rhino. And um I can't remember if it was one way or the other, but he was coming off stage. I was going on. We just had like a little like a fist bump or something that simple. You know what I mean? And um, like, he's so smart and just observant about things. And he remembered me from that event. And it was just like, a, he would like a story here. Um, 
I, I was always like, you know, the Rhino stuff, like his stuff. And then what had happened at that point was, is, um, you know, he reached out to me and was just like, Hey, did you know that, we, you know, we grew up like a half an hour apart kind of thing. So then we even had like a little bit deeper mutual connection. Like we both grew up in the rural parts. Like he was, uh, just on one side of the Indiana border and I'm on the Illinois border. So, um, very similar, like upbringing is in, in, in that regard. And then, um, yeah, man, father's day, he hit me up and was like, dude, we have this awesome position. We're growing like crazy. Um, roofing and solar is going to be a huge platform for us. I think you're the guy. So that was like Sunday. We talked for an hour and a half. Um, I think it was Monday night. I flew out and was in Arizona Tuesday, <laughs> you know, at some of their training. So, um, he moved, he moves quick and, um, you know, it, it just felt right. And it was just one of those things where like, you're questioning, you know, Hey, why do I do this? Why do I put all this effort towards social media and trying to develop a brand? And like, am I really having impact? And it was just like, it was a surreal feeling, feeling like years of um, unnoticed work was paying off just for this one individual, like engaging with me and like opening up an opportunity. So um, yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. And, you know, we're really picking up in roofing and solar and um feeling really good about the future we got some events to you know close out the year I'm sure you'll be at a lot of them with us and stuff like that um but yeah the phone's ringing and um you know jeff and the sales team we're all doing a good job and just i mean we're kicking ass this month um you know one of our guys elliot's just dominating and um, well let me ask you this josh before you so i want to ask you so i think a lot of people um uh probably want to know, you know, digital marketing, right? That's what we're talking about. That's what the primary thing, you guys do a lot of other stuff, but you know, how, how challenging has it been for you guys to, to, to get leads to people to find, you know, to be able to say, Mr. Customer, if you put in a dollar, we're going to give you three or $4 back. You know, there's a lot of people that say that. Now you all are clearly the, like the number one marketing company in the world for, especially for home services. So clearly you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, how do you, how is that? Because it's, it's lots of times I hear people talking about this, but then I also hear horror stories. Yep. Yeah. So great question. So um, we really like to think about it as different. So like, again, me coming from remodeling sales and owning, you know, um, residential roofing businesses, I understand that like, you know, before I had got here, before I had other people trying to sell me when I was a consultant for those companies, I look at everything as like, how many leads can you provide? Um, and where I really feel like Rhino is uh, a shining star in the whole digital marketing platforms is just overall transparency. So with us, um, there's such sophisticated lead tracking um, and everything on the back end is just operating like at a full optimized level that like we like to refer to things as opportunities. Um, so there's companies out there that are like trying to give you short-term gratification. Hey, like you give us $2,000 and we're going to give you this many leads. Well, the thing with that is, is like, A is like, what is that the quality of those leads really? And then also like, what that's not a very good business model to sustain, you know, like um, at, at some points, like, Hey, when you're, when your company's organically established and, it's known locally, it's known on Google. Yeah, then we can, you know, ramp up paid advertising in different aspects and the phone's just naturally going to ring because we're running those type of campaigns. But like with Rhino, I feel like the transparency just is, is in regards to like, hey, this is truly like even on low end scales, like, hey, 
just being real with you, like these are the amount of opportunities that we can create. Um, and But we're just transparent about like, hey, this is going to be a long-term relationship. We're not trying to be your lead guy. We're trying to truly be your digital marketing partner um, and, and looking for, you know, six month to year's growth with them um, rather than like, hey, I need leads for two weeks because the phone's not ringing. Um, there, there's, there's not good business structure in that. But see that, and that's a great point. And I'm glad you brought that up because you, you can't, you can't expect to hire a digital marketing company and t- turn on whatever form of leads they're supposed to be feeding. And it just start feeding you leads overnight that are quality and that you can close that, that it takes time because like you said, you have to do all the other things in order for those leads to be a quality lead. And for yeah. you to look like a quality uh, or a viable option for that lead, right? It's yeah. not just the lead. You and not to mention, guess what? Even if the lead's great, lead if the lead's bad, it doesn't matter. It's still a lead, and you've got to be able to close the lead. And so yeah. that's something that you all, you know, you provide. You provide all the information. You provide the quality. You provide the lead for the uh, companies. What happens when they can't close the leads? Yeah. And that's where the partnership comes in. And actually like Rhino's not, you know, we'll gladly take anybody's money like Jeff says sometimes, but like he's sarcastically saying that in the sense like, Hey, we can do that like everybody else, but we're really trying to maximize your return on investment. Um, and, and that's just where like, there's those accountability measures with our team um, where we're going to have that monthly meeting with them and anything that we've ran campaigns for anything that we've developed landing pages um, and those calls come through those platforms. Um, the team's listening truly to every call, every second of the call. Um, and it's mind blowing how much information they're able to find out um, through doing that. Just like when me and you talked the other day about the you know specific contractor and, you know, the phone's ringing and he's as busy as he can be. But like we're doing all this work and creating these opportunities. But when we're answering one out of 40 calls on the first attempt. Um, we need to figure out, like, obviously we need a secretary and obviously we probably need to look into hiring another salesperson for him. Um, but that's where the the accountability and just industry expertise. And then honestly, just like, you know, the leadership with Rhino starts at the top. But when you grow like this, though, the the it's so important that everybody's trade specific. It's very similar to construction. Like when we try to have roofing guys do siding work, turns into a nightmare and siding guys are, are not roofers. There's just, it's a different attitude and it's a different just skill set. And, and same with digital marketing, like trying to find your friend um, that's trying to be your website guy, trying to understand truly how, you know, PPC works and, and so forth. Um, you know, there's teams here at Rhino and that's where everybody's doing their job. And it, it's an engine running rather than just one person trying to be a workhorse, but um, really digging into the data is where, where we're able to help them out long-term. Is it, is it say, and, and I don't know this for a fact, I don't know it, but and I've listened to a ton of, of, of the podcast to the point, which by the way, I love it. But let me ask you, so um, is it safe to assume the reason that that machine works so well is each person on the team knows exactly what they're supposed to do? They have yeah. not, when I say one job, not meaning like they come in and they just do one thing every day, but they know that if they're in charge of, if they're in the, I don't know, the SEO department, they know they're just doing SEO. They're not doing Facebook ads. They're not doing website. They're just doing SEO. Is that safe to assume? 
Absolutely. And that's where like uh, the leadership and infrastructure is on point with that. Like I've been at other companies, uh, certainly not this large for me, but um, it becomes a problem when, you know, we use the term like jack of all trades. But like when you're the business owner and you have the sales hat and you have to be the production guy and you have to be the project manager, um, things become very stressful. And then I feel like they're able to retain employees for a longer, longer period of time. Um, we're celebrating so many 10 year anniversaries right now at Rhino. Like it's just enlightening to know that like people are that happy and we're in that right direction. But I feel like they're able to do that by being mindful of what their duties are. And when you're growing as quick as we are, it's a better infrastructure just saying like, Hey, as we get these customers, like this is the funnel that they're going to go through. Everything just has a good process and system there. So um, I, I feel like we're able to sustain the growth because um, sometimes it gets hard. You start growing, like even with roofing, we're seeing it in quick scales. Um, but that's where like the systems and processes are coming through now. And um, yeah, people get stressed and there's a lot of work, but um, the team, everybody kind of picks up the slack and it, it's pretty awesome to watch. Well, and the the important thing about systems and processes are that you they're repeatable. If you have a system that works, like my sales system works, I can insert it in just about any company on the planet, and it's going to work as long as there's human beings. Now, will I have to change the language a little bit? Of course, tailor it to the industry naturally. As we mentioned, I work with people in trades, but so it, I guess. Where I was going with that, my earbud cut out, and I got distracted, if I'm being totally honest. What was <laughs> I, mean? I don't even know what I was saying. We were talking about basically the right people in the right seats on the bus, right? That's yeah. what we were talking about, and making sure that everybody understands where their, what the role is in the in, in, in systems and processes. That's where we're going. So that's what I was saying. So without systems and processes, you, you can't repeat. You can't repeat the same thing over and over, but with systems and processes, you know that if I follow steps one through five, one through whatever it is, I'm going to get this result. And if I do this same process every time, I'm going to get this result. Without that, people try to scale their business, but what they're doing is they're scaling mediocrity. They're scaling something that's probably going to fail because they haven't perfected it the first time. You have to have systems and processes. You have to. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a good habit. You know, even when you're a half a million dollar remodeling company or whatever, um, j- just building the habit of doing the little things right. Um, and that's not just like a rhino statement, but just specifically with remodeling, because it gets so hard because you're so spread out that first, you know, million, million and a half of revenue you're doing. Um, but then again, like we were talking about before we hopped on the show, like then there's that stress of like, hey, um, we can sell, but now I have to manage people. And that's always new. Um, so, you know, when you can, you, you know, it's still always effective. Like uh, I've done so much shadowing with Jeff lately and, you know, he could write everything. He could write a novel for me and I could interpret that one way, but there's still something being said to be in that firsthand, just like your customers, you know, you have those monthly calls with them, but there's something different about when you're there for the week with them. And same with Jeff in the training, like they're still hands-on, but like also they're like even our sales process, like um, that's where like they do a really good job that he it's the same thing you know we're putting in the same um address at the end and we're have the same starting point and just there's always just going to be an alternative route depending on like who the customer is and uh pra- i'm trying to practice what i preach on that it's not as easy as it sounds but um i see what he's doing in a psychological standpoint and it's awesome but like uh just knowing like hey we're going to stick to the script more or less 
um, we can come on and off, but like we're still running a process even as salespeople. But a lot of it, Josh, I think you'll agree with this. A lot of this, you know, when we say sales process, really what that means from my standpoint is you you have a product or service that you're offering for a, a, a fair price to the customer that you know needs that 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 product or service, and it's not we're not selling the product or service. There's people that are selling stuff is like you you're that that to me that means you're cramming something on somebody's throat that they don't want, and that's not what we're talking about here. We're just right. talking about servicing your customer like a human being, which is yep. really hard for a lot of people to do. Believe it or not. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just, uh, being cool and being real and like all that stuff just goes such a long way, especially like home services, you know, like, uh, you know, if you understand what's going on and they just know like, Hey, you're genuine and like you feel their pain and uh, you know what they're trying to do. Like, hell yeah, they're on board. They just want you to be cool and real and understand where they're coming from. And I agree with you a hundred percent on that. Yeah. And, and that's what they, and honestly, you know, I was talking to, and I mentioned Ken a second ago, I was talking to Ken, uh, earlier today and, and and we had the same conversation about you know you just it's not about you don't have to feel like you got to sell something every time you talk to somebody you could just try to build a relationship and all the other stuff will fall into place right yep. but people have a hard time with that oh yeah I, I think jeff tells me you know once or twice a week just be focused on helping enough people get what they want and you'll get what you want um you know zig ziglar on that and uh again kind of cliche quote but it's so true though um and, you know, just making even the meetings, like where we're discovering information about them, like, um, you know, by the time they come to us, they know who we are, especially with their reputation at this point. But in the scheme of things, we're not talking about us. And like you said before, half the time, we're not even talking about uh, digital marketing services. It's like, hey, we're all about you. And, you know, we specialize with, you know, companies like yourself. So now it's like, all right, now we just need to have that vibe together and let's figure this out. And, and even like when you start getting to the objections, it makes it way better because then there's no awkwardness and telling you like, no, or like, Hey man, like that's just a little bit more than I thought. And then you can just be like, okay, cool. I mean, like, what did you think it was going to be like, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, it's a right. simple conversation instead of there being that like tension or even worry about something going kind of gray, you know, that's such a great point. And a lot, you know, and that's really what you're talking about there. It's setting expectations and, and that's, vitally important in the sales process because people want to know what's happening. People want to know what the next step is. People don't like surprises. And if you, if you, it's like people, when they wait to the very end, if, if somebody asks you what the price is going to be, now, if you know the price, that's one thing you should tell them because the price is not going to change at the end. It's not. Right. Um, now, if it's a consulting gig that you can't give them a price because that that's subjective, everything's subjective with that. Yeah. It's a different story, but don't be shaped. All I'm saying is like people just, you just, if you just be honest and and treat people the way you want to be treated, everything else will fall into place. Yep. And then just do some work, you know, get your reps in and like, uh, then it turns into a game of numbers just out there doing your, you know, doing the right thing, doing the good thing. And, um, That's right. you know, the harder you work, the more it starts falling together and stuff like that too. But yeah. So let me ask you completely off off completely off subject but um what have so do you what do you think about visual again completely off subject what is your what is your thoughts on visualization and how have you used that let me just let me let me give you a bit of context so 
whenever I'm trying to do a thing, whatever that is, if it's something that maybe I haven't done before, I try to visualize how that situation is going to play out all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I try to, and then at, and I visualize it the way I want it to turn out because that only makes sense. Do you, do you, some may think that's woo woo stuff. I don't know, but what, what is your thoughts on that? This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. Oh, no, I'm, uh, you know, and we talked about this uh, quite a bit at the Gatlinburg retreat, but no, I'm certainly mindful and, um, you know, could really go down a rabbit hole with that, actually. But uh, the older that I've gotten, the more that I've read um, and, you know, educated myself and became more open minded just around, um, you know, psychology and um, truly just spirituality and mindfulness, I, I really do feel like um, you know, we can, we can have whatever we want, you know, like on, on, on Aladdin, for example, you know, uh, the genie and the three wishes, like to some extent, I do believe that like your wish is my command, your wish is my command. Um, but I, I do think that I have friends that, um, you know, uh, you know, just being real, like more like when I talk to them, they're, they're very mindful, but the, the call to action doesn't follow through with what they're saying. They truly believe that they can manifest and, and believe. And, and there's a lot of truth to that, you know, um, very successful people. They all have that. They get a deep conviction in their, in their head that like, Hey, I can do this. I can be this. And then subconsciously what I believe starts happening is um, like when we were talking about at the retreat, um, I, you know, I went through that divorce and um, you know, I had the kids a lot and all that stuff. And what I learned from that, I mean, many things, um, but I would always hear people say, Hey, you're going to, you're going to build character. You're going to build character. And like 99% of other people, when I initially heard that when I wasn't as open and mindful at that point is that like, Hey, I'm going to get tough. I'm going to get tougher. I'm going to, I gotta, I gotta get into warrior mode is what I call it for me. When I get real heavy in the fourth dimension and aggressive and just think that I can battleship and um, you know, play chess hard with everybody and including myself. Um, But when I started reading a lot and changing the people that I was following um, as far as, you know, certain influencers that I thought I wanted to be like, and then realizing like, even in smaller scales, these guys and gals are aligning more with what my heart says and my core values. But I realized that building a character like this is my opportunity in life where I am going to be forced to change. And it sucks that that has to happen that way sometimes where, you know, something tragic has to happen, a death, um, health issue, um, you know, financial issue, something of the, of the sort where you're like, oh, my God, I have to change. Um, I was already changing before the divorce happened, but then that was the forcing issue. Um, Would you and, mind getting into that, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, you know, without with all the details, it was one of those situations married, you know, we were going on 11 years and, uh, you know, unfortunately, things just started changing 
and you know even realizing now um both of us could have done things different but it, it got you know kind of aggressive for a sense and uh, had the kids for extended periods of time um and was in that transitional stage of my life where professionally i was shooting for the stars and i told you like at the retreat i used to always think i was going to show up you know with my blackberry you know speaking out loud but blackberry at the baseball game 10 minutes late networking with the parents behind left field um fence and then i actually kind of like had to turn into like a soccer dad in so many levels um so then it was always interesting like i would my peers would always be stressed out and be upset about not spending time with their family and not seeing their kids every night and those sort of things and like i didn't have that problem i had the opposite problem where um i have them a lot now um, i have to figure out how to be a single dad and um, direct my energy to to being the best person I can be there. And then also professionally making the things that um, happen that I made happen when I could work 10 or 12 hours a day. So that's uh, that's how that situation ended up panning out. And then the, the back to the character thing, that's where like uh, Corey was just like, hey, man, like you take all these influencers that you want to be and you start feeding your mind and what you think is what you become. So I psychologically knew by the books I read and the people that I'd follow, I would tend to want to get in that situation and then i formed this character and um and you know my energy healer when she told me this you know two years ago she's just like josh you won't even uh you won't even look the same you won't act the same the things that bring you happiness now will be different you'll find your inner child and you know it took a you know five to six months but then all that started happening but um closing in on that question though yeah absolutely i believe whatever we think about is what we can become and I, I work with business owners all the time and the ones that are constantly in a happy vibe and their energy's good and they're doing right and their karma's right. They're tending to attract better things into their life all the time. The people that are doing shady shit and, you know, not doing right at home, um, that there tends to be a pattern where negativity continues to drop into their world too. Um, and things aren't always perfect. You know, like I always use Tony Robbins as example um, he goes through crap all the time, left and right, but he's able to change the story in his head so fast that they just constantly look like they're in a state of happiness and, and, and positivity. Um, but that's how mindfully strong they are. So, um, again, I told you I could go down a rabbit hole with that one, but, but I, I, I strongly believe that that is, um, it's a big part of life and, you know, people get done with high school and, they go to a job and, you know, they stop thinking and they stop growing. Um, but it's you get in the system and you get on the hamster wheel. And that's where sometimes you just, you know, you encourage people like, hey, take a step off and try to think about being a kid again and chasing, you know, what really makes you happy. And, and I've learned that even, you know, making decisions as I've got older that I knew would have some sort of negative repercussion. Um, and before I would feel sorry about myself, like, man, why do I got to go through this? I'm just trying to be a good dad and, you know, a good person and. And now I'm like, all right, like, you know, the quote about like, hey, um, you know, I am the storm. Like, that's what I try to feel like. But I try to be mindful about that. I feel like a lot of times it's like for me anyway, it's, it's like me against me. I'm I'm really the biggest thing a lot of times it stands in my way or it's me over overthinking. Now, I've gotten so much better at this because I figured out, wait a minute, if I overthink something, this really just wasted time. So just yep. pull the trigger on whatever it is. And guess what? If I screw up, I'll, fi I'll fix it. Like yep. I'm way better off just pulling the trigger. And you mentioned that about Chris earlier about how quickly he moves and he's ADHD. I'm ADHD. So I yep. understand. I can't, I can't, I think you are too. Yeah. So 
it's really important for people like us to make decisions fast because if if we don't, there's a chance we may not make the decision. Yep. Yeah, and just uh, like having so much conviction and like everything that you're doing, like you're able to do that quicker too. And that's where, like in his energy, like he knows that he's putting in the work and, um, you know, like when he he's learned to trust his gut. And I, I think that that feeling is so intuitive with him at this point that like, yeah, you're going to make bad decisions, you know, not bad decisions, but, you know, wrong decisions at times. But um, that experience comes in and, you know, you uh, like Indians used to always say you have to, you have three, three brains, you have your brain and you have your brain in your heart and you have your brain in your stomach. And when you can fully understand what's going on around you, you know, which brain to use at what time. And, um, and like on that, like, I, I, you know, not saying I was like the perfect fit, even though I do feel like, you know, I am for this. Um, it, it was just mind blowing, man. I never in a million years would have thought like, Hey man, you're cool as hell. Like we're about to do this. Like, you know, if you can make it happen, great. If not, I understand. And you know, the rest has been history. So let me ask you something. So I, at that time, would you say that whenever that happened, you were past that six month shift that you were just speaking about, right? Your mind had oh, yeah. shifted because there's no way that opportunity would have happened. if you're. I, yeah, this is going to sound like a wizard talking. So fill me out on this, you know, but like I manifested this situation into existence, like a little bit subconsciously, but um, like, yeah, there was there was hope, you know, as I'm reaching out to Chris that like, I, I just never know how I'm going to collaborate with you. But like, I know that you're about to be a big name in roofing and you speak really well and people, you know, like you speaking and it's engaging. So I don't know how I'm going to collaborate with you. And this is where sometimes like you just have to trust in God, like uh, he's going to give you what you're asking for. But sometimes it's not always the way that you had foreseen it to be. And that's how this happened. I, you know, honest to God, when I started collaborating with him, I'm just like, Hey, I'm going to be a sales consultant uh, for remodeling. And, you know, like maybe I could just do some, like open a show for Chris or like, honestly, just do a video with him, you know, or something like that. So that's how crazy it is. Like thinking that, and that's back in January, February, like I barely knew him before then. Um, and then, but the more that you think about something, the more expedited, that's why they say like prayer, um, you know, three or like at the revolt retreat when that many people come together, even for like the team break, like there's a feeling to it because so many people are in that same frequency level, you know? So it, it, it was nuts, but like not being creepy or nothing, man. Like with the whole thing with Chris, like, uh, like he was thinking about it somewhat too. And that's why I think that maybe he was like, at least like in a story here and there. And, and he didn't know how it was going to happen either, but you had two, you know, people that wanted something and, like we were just a book kind of thinking about it. And I just, you know, honestly, I feel blessed every day. You know, something, it was interesting. You said something. And I'm, thank you for that. That's awesome. Awesome. So you said that you said that, that you all were basically aligned, right? That's essentially what happened. And the next thing that you said was you didn't know the how here. And, and I think that's so important because lots of times we try to figure out the how, how is this yep. going to work? How, what are the steps? How, 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 how? It's like lots of times if you just try to figure out the how and you just figure out why you're doing the thing, you're going to have a better result. Absolutely. Yeah. Just when you're happy, you know, like truly uh, um, when you're doing something and you're happy every day, like that's just when you're not worried about what's coming next. You just know whatever's coming is coming. And then, you know, 
the harder that you work the, and you do amazing in networking. So you understand like it's a game of numbers, but it's also just like the more right stuff I'm going to do, the more, you know, people that you're going to meet that are like-minded and, and so forth. And um, yeah, so the whole, the whole knowing how I was going to work with, you know, Chris and Rhino was irrelevant. Like, uh, cause the, you know, I never thought I was going to be a national sales manager. Like, I, you know, I never thought like I was going to necessarily work at Rhino even, you know, I just knew that like, man, I'm intrigued as hell by this guy. Um, I actually sent Chris. So when I started, um, I have this notebook diary, whatever you want to call it. So I start a new one every year. It's like 200 pages and I just have miscellaneous notes all the time, branding, social media, whatever. Um, and I sent Chris like three weeks after I started, I was going back through that, just circling around to some digital marketing notes I had. And Chris was like on one of my mentor lists. And again, this is before me and him ever started talking. Like, so it's just creepy, like how that happened. You know what I mean? And then like, I just kept thinking like, man, Chris knows Gary V. Like, I love freaking Gary V. Everybody loves Gary V, you know? And I'm just like, man, you, uh, you know, that's when in my head, I kept just thinking like, you know, I, you long term, I've been an independent contractor for so long. I, I know the quote about, you know, becoming like the five people that you spend the most time with. And again, I just didn't know how that was going to look, but I just, you know, I almost thought I was going to be a vendor for him in some sort of weird way, but, um, you know, this couldn't have worked out any better. So, but yeah, there was no uh, plan or want. And it's the key is, is like getting comfortable with not knowing, you know, cause when you're, when you're trying to figure it out, yeah, you can plan and you can strategize. Like I'll catch myself not listening to music in the, you know, the Tahoe for days at a time. Um, because I'm thinking and I'm thinking in three-dimensional chess too. Like, Hey, if I do this, they're going to do this, but what am I going to do after that? But sometimes the best things are happening around me when I'm just like, I'm just being, you know, like just enjoying life and taking it all in. Yeah. I wonder sometimes how many things we miss by, you know, not being, you know, not being present. I think, I mean, I know I'm, I'm certainly guilty of that. No. Um, yeah. I mean, lots of times and, and, and here's the reason, I, well, the reason I say that is because, we have opportunities around us all the time, but and, and a friend of mine pointed this out the other day, and this is getting kind of back to the little bit woo woo. But if you think about, if you like, uh, not not in a manifest, not in a manifest uh, scenario. So let's just kind of deviate from that for a quick second. But if you think about, like, I want to go do this. Let's just pretend that you said I want to be a vendor for Chris, and that was your goal, and that was your sole intention you would have completely missed this whole opportunity because you wouldn't have been able to see it because you wouldn't have been paying attention. You would have been thinking about what you wanted. Yep. Right. Oh yeah. You're so right. Yep. And that's what I actually thought. You're right. And, and if I would have been sold on that, I, I I wouldn't have been as excited. I I wouldn't have taken the opportunity as quick as I did. Yeah. You're hundred percent right on that. Yeah, it's interesting because it's in the way it was explained. It's like think about this: like when you when you when you look forward to let's just use the continue this example. When you look towards I want to be a vendor, then you collapse everything else around it, right? You collapse all the other opportunities because you only focused on that one. And I felt I'd be guilty of that for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and this is on this one that my you know, like if Chris was listening to this or whatever, like he would laugh. But truly, like my you know goal was to get his attention and at some point and with no intention if that makes sense like totally makes sense yeah just no intention just like hey like you're a big dog and you're a shark and like 
I want to swim with you somewhere and I'll follow you, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's awesome, man. Good analogy on that. But you, but what you, I mean, here, and here's what a lot of people do. Here's what a lot of people would have done in your situation. Hey, Chris, how can I, how can I add value to your life? Which is the stupidest question on the planet because now what you're asking the a dude super freaking busy is to figure out how you can help him. You're, it's not, and collaborating with somebody is a different story. That's saying, hey, we both know there's a fit. Let's talk about it. Yep. But but if you just ask somebody to say how can I help you? Well, now you got you're you're requiring me to use up my energy to think about how you can help. And like, how do you how far do you think that goes in in my brain when somebody asks me that? Yeah, not very far. Oh yeah, and his brain's you know very similar. It's moving so fast that like um, you you know like the engagement has to count. Like uh, truly, like even now, like uh, you know he's so on it, and I mean like uh, like he's cool and chill. You know, but it's business and. Like if we're talking business, like, hey, just get to the point and let's get it solved. Like always, you know what I mean? He's always just taking care of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, all right. You guys have um, now you guys have. Can you talk a little bit about because I've heard Chris talk about this a lot. The, the uh, Rhino X. I don't I don't I know it's a really small event. Right. Is it coming up or is that an old podcast? I probably listen to Oh no, they, they do something every year. Um, I don't have any of the details about it now or anything like that, but yeah. Um, yep. They do something every year. And it's just, it's a private thing, right? With just, yeah. Yeah. It's invite. Just pri- yeah invite private. Um, pretty crazy time is from what I hear though. And uh, they, they've had some great speakers. I think like, uh, like I think on Jeff's uh, laptop screensaver, it's like him and Mike Tyson, um, you know, Chris is pretty athletic and into sports. I, and, you know, we had Larry Fitzgerald. And um, so, you know, I'll give Rhino this, man. When they when they have an event or something, you know, they don't spare any expense. They uh, they have a good time. Like, we're the VIP sponsor at that RIPCON event coming up and uh, w- with our guys over there and stuff like that. And, um, you know, like, yeah, everybody, everybody's excited, but everybody I talk to is also like, hey, man, I can't wait to get for the VIP again. And, but, yeah. So, yeah, so tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing at RIPCON. Yeah, so we're uh, Chris is actually going to you know be the main main stage speaker again, and um, you know this is really one of those just opportunities that um, like Jeff has done such a great job over the years working with them, um, and you saw that at the retreat. Like uh, he's synonymous when it comes to marketing, and then I, I feel like just with his just you know um, personality and stuff like that, I could tell a lot of people and individual um, advice and stuff like that were coming to him, but. Um, with, with the relationship that him and Chris have built, we, we have an amazing relationship with them to where the point where like, I feel like when they give us a genuine referral, um, they're calling and, you know, Jeff's converting them pretty good. So, um, so we, we do have a, the, a big booth set up, you know, one of the main ones just right next to where they'll be at, uh, Jeff will be doing, you know, breakout sessions. And then, um, again, Chris will be speaking and then we'll have the VIP party there, but, yeah, there's, um, you know, we got that. We got the, you know, Storm Bitchers um, coming up in March. Oh, uh, that's right. That'll be a big one for us. Uh, Dimitri, um, you know, he's got his stuff out in Vegas going on. And then, um, you know, we've actually been working with some um, potentially new partners as well. So we may hop into a couple more um, events that we haven't had scheduled. That's um, we're, we're getting really excited on that. We've been uh, since we got back from Revolt, we've really been networking out and. Um, Chris had had a good opportunity that 
um, he had passed over and now he's, you know, back spearheading and I'm feeling really good that uh, we got something good in the making too. So a lot of things are coming together at the right time, but yeah, those, uh, those roofing conferences are, you know, one of our number one lead generator. I mean, that in the podcast, that's what, that's what gets the phone ringing and builds the brand and the credibility. So um, yeah, we're looking, we're looking forward to that RIFCON event though, for sure. It's going to be cool. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. And, and Hunter, you know, I, yeah, obviously we got to, you know, we talked Hunter at the thing, yep. you know, Hunter's such a good guy. And, you know, I think people probably support Hunter because, and, and Chris for that matter, because they are genuine people. Like they're just yep. good people. And you could just tell that. Yeah. It had a, it had a different vibe there. Like I've been to a lot of roofing events and um, all of them are very educational and, and networking is powerful in their own different ways. Um, but very few in the industry. And that's where, like, I feel like there, there's a gap missing, you know, like we're, um, so synonymous with, you know, blue collar and we're rough and we're, you know, all those sort of things. Like, I, I feel like, you know, the Ripcon guys and gals, they do a really good job at like, Hey, let's talk about business, but also like, let's take us, you know, let's take a step aside here and, uh, let's talk personally about what's going on because if, you know, um, you know, they say like, Hey, if you, you know, you look good and you feel good, you, you know, you are good or whatever the same thing. Like if you're, you know, everything's going good personally, um, the business is usually running pretty good. Um, and then sometimes what happens when the business is running really well, personally, life sucks. So like, I feel like they understand that there is a balance. Um, and the other interesting thing was, you know, a lot of conferences and stuff that you'll go to people are like, Hey, you know, that's, I want to scale and I want to be $20 million. Um, I really appreciated and respected in some aspects that there's companies there saying like, Hey, my ultimate goal would be to get to three to $4 million. You know, I'm still active. I have, you know, a couple of salespeople that are my friends but our quality of life's good. And I feel like that was something, a uh, powerful message that I feel like everybody that left there, um, certainly still sticking with me hard. Um, but I'm sure a lot of people feel the same. It was relatable. I think is what, what at the end of the day, it was, you know, they were relatable and, and everybody, you know, it, you're right. You're absolutely right. It wasn't these big, you know, astronomical numbers. I don't want to be wrong. There's people there doing big, Big dumb. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, like Brian Ward over there, and like uh, you know, quality ripping for it. Like, yeah, man, he's a he's a big dog, um, for, for sure. Um, but it was awesome, even with him. Like, he had one of the best stories about one of his salesmen. Um, and again, it, the moral of the story was it didn't boil down to money with that individual. It was all about the trust and the love, and and that guy was a major, major producer. And that was pretty cool for Brian to say that because. Uh, you know, you get into companies that large, you just think like everything's dollars and cents. And it wasn't, it was just the genuine, um, you know, feel of the company, the culture and just the, you know, the trust that they had for each other. So that, that was cool too. But yeah, just being able to step aside from the work and, uh, you know, just the vendor talk and sales talk even, and just like, Hey, like, you know, we're men and like, we're all going through some shit and if we can be here for each other, you know, right now. And then after, there's something to be said about that. And, you know, being 34 and feeling like you kind of went to an all guys retreat, like that's, you know, pretty cool. Minus the knee thing, you know, <laughs> right? did have a minor slip up on that. Uh, not a minor man, two tore ligaments. Oh, so I was right. Yeah. Bumped, How about yeah, that? One on each side. So uh, Dang, six, six to eight weeks and I got this uh, like ugly cast, but um it's all good. Like I've been able to like go to the gym, kind of hopping around. I'm like, uh, you know, going to make sure like, I don't get like that SpongeBob guy where he's lifting and his legs are all small and his upper body turns huge or anything, but yeah, six to eight weeks, man sucks. 
Wow, dude, that's crazy. So, yeah, so we were playing football, which, oh, look, I got to tell you, like, I, the chemistry between you and Jeff, you would have thought, like, you guys have known each other for the last 30 years. Like, awesome. I, I went back and watched that video. I showed my wife a video, and I'm like, I'm watching, and I'm like, like, you can just see the kid. And obviously, I saw it that day, but if you go back and look at the video, you and Jeff connected, I think, more than anybody else on the video, which yeah. is fascinating. No, and we spend a lot of time together for, you know, him living in Virginia Beach and me living in um, downstate Illinois. But um, that that's where, like, uh, th- there's a sense of, you know, he holds me accountable, um, you know, almost like a, a family member at, at some points. Like, that's how quick but, like, real the relationship is. And, like, he likes to give me a hard time. But, like, at the end of the day, I can genuinely care. I can see and observe that, like, he wants to have an impact on my life he knows where I'm at at 34 um, versus, you know, his age. And honestly, like uh, I, I talk to him about personal things like I would you and um, professionally, like, you know, it, it's amazing, but like, um, you know how it is. Sometimes you, you, you could tend just like with kids, you could get stressed out. Um, you could get angry and stuff like that. And I could truly see that like he genuinely cares and he's also excited. Like, Hey, you know, you got potential, you're fitting the vibe here. Like, this is great. Um, but you know, it's, it's like, even we're, we're even like a little bit past, like a friend, you know, relationship at some points, like, um, with some of the, you know, deepest things that I'm going through, like he's there to talk about it. And, um, but then it's also cool. Like, I feel like he's, you know, one of my friends and, you know, he's so active and stuff like that too, you know, and, and, uh, and honestly, like personality wise, we actually have a lot in common. Like, uh, there was a night we were in Daytona beach together and it's all cool, man. Like I'll go out with people and have that one night where, you know, I can get a little squirrely or whatever. Um, but really for the most part, not, that's not me. Like I was telling you that at the retreat, like I just, you know, I keep it 100 in my own way. But uh, Jeff and I went to uh, Dave and Buster's. And I mean, when I say we played basketball, man, I mean, like not just past like your whole shirt is sweaty, but I'm talking like your arms hurt from shooting so much kind of thing, you know? Um, so then after like, you know, like we got a water and then, you know, went back and watched the office at, you know, like, (laughs) so like me and him vibe out like the same, you know what I mean? And we kind of have like the same sense of humor where it's kind of like dark and witty and, and like with him, it's so cool because it's, uh, he's so funny when somebody, you know, somebody like him doesn't try to be funny and then they're just, you know, you're just like, dude, you're really smart, but funny, but yeah, no, we got a good thing going on and I, I look up to him a lot. Dude, I think you're really lucky to have Jeff, you know, as, you know, somebody that, that can help, you know, that can can kind of, well, I think having Jeff as a mentor is really cool. Jeff's super smart, and he's, you know, if you're in Jeff's circle, you're in Jeff's circle, yeah. right? If you're out of Jeff's circle, my guess is you're out of Jeff's circle. Yeah. But when you're in, he's, you know, he's a he's a genuinely good dude, and I think that's amazing that you have the opportunity to work with him. He's, yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, I, and I appreciate that because, uh, like I said, I look up to him a lot, and I know – big picture wise, the more mature I've got just being a man over the years that like um, you don't build very many relationships like outside of professionalism, you know, at this age. And like, um, I I do feel like I have something really special with him that I, that I cherish already. And, um, and then it feels good to learn again. Like I said, just getting out of school and then you, people don't learn, they just go work and that's it. Like it's exciting. And, you know, you feel youthful again and stuff like that. Now I'm, you know, realizing that he's his age and, you know, he's a beast, man. Like getting around like that. Like, I mean, you think dude. he's 21 years old. Dude, seeing him run up and down that freaking football. I would like, <laughs> I was just, I was, I was like, where, where, where 
where does this guy come from? Yeah, he's running like five minute miles and stuff like that. Like he's just, yeah, he's on another one. That's so funny. Well, Josh, look, man, I really appreciate you coming on today. And this has been such a cool conversation. Um, is there anything that, you know, if somebody is looking, obviously wherever they can find you, but also, you know, if people are looking for your services, what specifically can you tell everybody again what it is? Because uh, you're now with the roofing and solar, right? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, go for it. No, just, you know, f- feel free to reach out. Like, I, you know, I've been in, you know, roofing sales. I've been in roofing, you know, business ownership and stuff like that. And um, I, it's been my whole life. So I, I totally get it how it feels when somebody's coming on to your business that's already doing good um, or you have stress going on and stuff like that. But, you know, just being real, like we're super easy to talk to. We're, we're not very high pressure sales or anything like that. Um, like, and we're very selective with who we work with too. So we're just not going after everybody out there. We want to work with the right people. And, um, I've been doing this for a long time and there just isn't another rhino out there. Um, truly with our capabilities and with our team infrastructure, um, that, that can really help grow and scale your business. And, um, that has a team that, you know, we're just not going to say, Hey, this is, you know, what we're going to do. We're going to be able to walk the walk and talk the talk. And, and, um, you know, not getting too ahead of myself right now, but I, I truly feel like, you know, by the end of this year, um, early quarter next year and stuff like that, like we're going to be more on the map. We're going to be more in demand. And, um, you know, I think if you're a contractor out there right now and, you know, you've been in a little stagnant situation, you know, you get a, get on the call, you know, get on a little call with us, maybe a good fit. It may not be a good fit, but. Um, I do see what we're doing with some of these other contractors and, and, and the growth sustainability, what it's looked like. And um, it, it's, it's looking good. So um, we'd love to talk to you more. Yeah. And, and, and I can, you know, I can, I'm not just saying this because you're on here, but I had a meeting with both you and you and Jeff and like what he just said was absolutely true. Zero pressure, zero. Like it's again, we started this call with this exact thing. Like sales is not about pressure and forcing people to do stuff they don't want to do about helping people with what they need. Simple. Yeah, totally agree. And that's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to help you out. And we do this for a living. We specialize working with you guys. Um, There just isn't anybody out there like us right now. Yeah. Well, Josh, where can they find you? Uh, We're all over Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn. Um, I'm at findaway217 on social media. But yeah, definitely check out uh, To The Point Home Services Podcast. It's rocking and rolling. And then, you know, make sure you give a, you know, our YouTube and Facebook, you know, share and like. So, yep. All right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. All right, Corey. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. you. Uh If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.